0: Life is either working on you or it's working for you. That means if you're not getting the results you want, it means you're growing into the person that you need to be or you're being challenged to become the person you need to be and that requires a little bit of personal development, whether it's mental physical or emotional we all have the ability to take back our control from epilepsy hell so when you're looking for answers when the drugs don't work the doctors don't know but you still need to find your epilepsy well you are responsible for finding the people places and things that make you feel better because we all know epilepsy sucks And there's got to be more to your life. So what do you got to do is do more than the doctor tells you and take care of yourself like you matter. Welcome to Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. How are you doing today? Sorry, everybody. I ran a little bit late. Uh, Technical difficulties a little bit here and there. So uh, it is what it is. But we are here and we are up and running. So whether you're joining us live or whether you are Watching the replay. Thank you for joining us. And I'm super excited to finally be able to get the time to present you with some information in the process of going from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well. Um, it's been a little weird. All right. That's better for me. So, all right. Still playing around with this one and hopefully today goes smoothly. So this is being recorded and the recordings will be available here in the group uh, anywhere from two weeks to probably four weeks. And then uh, we'll see what we do from there. So if you have any comments, questions or concerns, please drop them into the comments and I will address them at the end of this recording as well as, and if I don't have a chance to, then we will do it tomorrow as part of uh, intro to make sure that you have all the answers that you desire. Uh, So you understand the whole process of going from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well, when the drugs don't work and the doctors don't have the answer. So we're all only human beings, even the doctors, you know, none of us are perfect. You know, even this whole process isn't perfect. It is a process that I have gone through myself and I know that you can do the same, but this process is also something you have to make yours. I can only share my experiences and the experiences of other people that I've talked with to be able to help you find what works best for you. So one of the things that we really, really need to address is what is healthcare? For the most part, you know, healthcare is a system and there are many different systems of healthcare. So it's trying to ideally bring you back to health from a state of dis... Array, disease, disorder—so these things that and make life a little bit less comfortable than we would really like. So I know many of us are having trouble with our epilepsy. Uh, you know me—I'm Mama Wayne Myers, and my epilepsy journey started about 2014. I would going to meditation and after meditation, uh, I was kind of having some seizures uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, there's a few times I just freaked out, had some problems. I didn't know what was going on with any of this, but by the end of January, uh, excuse me, the end of November, right, about a week before uh, Thanksgiving, I ended up getting sick. So I didn't know what was going on. It was just 10 days of being really cold, really tired, really confused, brain fog. And uh, when that cleared up, there's actually no heater, so I didn't have a way of heating myself up. Um, I stayed kind of cold through that process, but it went away. And then the next month, I got sick. and the next month I got sick. It was lasted ten days every month. And I had no idea what was going on. I tried talking to the doctors about it. Uh, my doctor, my nurse practitioner that was in charge of my care was trying to force uh, sleep apnea down my throat. I didn't have sleep apnea. There was just more going on and, I'd show up and she'd tell me, now it's your problem. And I'm like, it's the same problem I am having. I can't figure out what's going on. I presented them with some ideas about what I thought was going on because uh, as an acupuncturist, I did a lot of research for my patients to understand their conditions. And so now it was my job to research myself as best as I could, even though this research was giving me seizures and I didn't have words for what was going on. I didn't have a way to describe this, Uh, epilepsy hell the people that didn't want to understand they wanted to be right and it's really hard to deal with people that are trying to be right instead of trying to understand who you are and what you're going through so uh, i don't have sleep apnea i sleep really good Uh, i do have some seizures in my sleep sometimes but that's just it is what it is uh the more I control my hypervigilance the more that it works for me, which is gonna be the same process for you working on this trauma of the brain and everything going on. So in my journey, I have gone anywhere, everywhere from Los Angeles, I've gone down to Mexico, I've been up to the United States, Canada border, done a lot of stuff that I didn't think that I was gonna be able to, uh, especially in those early years when I was just sick. I was freezing. I literally went into the doctor's office and had my temperature taken. That was 93 degrees. The, the nurse that was taking my temperature didn't believe me. He accused me of drinking ice water and like drinking hot coffee from the Starbucks that was right there. So clearly um, I had some problems going on that were not being addressed. Uh, ended up having a stroke, a subarachnoid stroke on the right side um, about June of 2015. Um, That was pretty much like the end of my medical practice, uh, doing house calls. Even while I was sick, on my days, I was feeling good. I was still trying to help patients while I was still trying to figure out what was going on with me. You know, my acupuncturist at the time told me he couldn't help me if the doctors couldn't figure out anything he didn't know either, Um, which I think is too bad that he didn't have better skills. But I mean, we all all have our limitations and you have to appreciate people for what they can do and then go find, excuse me, the people that can help you without being mad at these people for not having your answer. And if you don't have the answer, you you can't expect everyone else to have the answer too. If you don't understand you, you can't expect other people to understand you. And like we know, if you have epilepsy, people will not understand what it's like unless they have epilepsy. There's no words to really get the description and the meaning into the body. It's an experience that you have to go through to understand. And when I was an acupuncturist, I had a few people living with epilepsy that I was doing my best to help. But I can honestly say I truly had no understanding of what it was like, and what they were going through. But now I do. And now that I've kind of gotten things under control for myself, I'm here to help you find out what your epilepsy well is. So you can get out of epilepsy hell, what the hell is going on is definitely not a state that you want to be living in it's not where you want to be and uh, it's no fun at all um, and the whole process I felt like nobody was really there for me it was because I you know many of us can't drive so I did actually have some people that were nice enough to say hey look if you can make it to my office I will help you but that's basically you know that that didn't really help I couldn't really drive without having a seizure and having a problem so going from San Fernando Valley over to Santa Monica or West LA or anywhere else was really, really difficult. And so it was basically felt like a, you know, just an insane process where I I needed something more than what was being offered. And I was pretty insane and upset about the whole process. I had people calling me crazy that uh, I went to school with, that I worked with, not really worked with, but you know, I've dealt with, I had some of my mentors gaslighting me, I just had a lot of problems going on and I ended up basically running away from L.A., running away from all the people I knew. I went to a homeless shelter, uh, ended up actually before that, I went camping with a buddy of mine, but he ended up being incredibly abusive towards his family and towards myself. And I just that's where I went to a homeless shelter for veterans. I was there for a little while. So my friend said that her mother was dying and she needed my help. So I dropped everything and went to Mexico where I didn't speak any English. I mean, speak any Spanish, I just had English. And where I was at in Ensenada, there's not as that much English speaking people. It was nice the occasional time when somebody came in when I was struggling and they could help explain what I was after, like eye drops or something like that, you know? So I didn't have the words yet and I was using my phone to do Google Translate and it was not using the right conjugations, the right words, which I learned later as I learned as I learned Spanish and I was laughing at the whole process, but you know, you get better at doing things when you start doing them, when you take action, when you fail miserably and you laugh at the process and you learn and grow, because that's honestly, that's how we become the best versions of ourselves is through experience, you know. You know, not all experiences are fun. And, you know, oftentimes we find ourselves a little angry, depressed, anxious, whatever. It's very, very normal, which is why it's important to treat yourself holistically as a mind health, body health, and emotional health. You can hear mind, body, spirit used very often, but it's really mind health, body health, and emotional health. And between the three of these, you can basically balance yourself out. You You want to have harmony in all of the areas if you're going crazy it's really hard to be physically healthy if you're not physically healthy it's really hard to feel emotionally healthy Um, if you're not emotionally well it affects all your other areas oftentimes you can find when stress and anxiety and depression take over and it's a little hard to get out of some of these mindset and emotional states because they're pretty much interrelated so I, as an acupuncturist, did a four-year master's degree program in Santa Monica. So if I was in Florida, I'd actually have a doctorate, but since I'm in California in politics, I have a master's. So I do not currently hold a license, but I did hold a license for quite a while. All I need to do is just do some continued education requirements, and my license will be active again. So I am not a licensed medical provider, but I do have a medical degree and the experience of treating other people and myself. So when I was uh, going to see some of my neurologists and seeing some of the doctors and stuff, uh, I was able to do the counting backwards by sevens really fast because I'm good with numbers, Um, but I having trouble using my words and speaking and I had to actually print papers off and take them to them and ask them to read it so that they could understand what was going on. But they wanted to force me to, tell them what was on the paper, even though I couldn't remember everything and I was having trouble with communicating. And so you'll find that people uh, try to make you m- m- meet them where they're at instead of them trying to meet you where they're at. Just it's because they don't really have an understanding. They, they have expectations. They have them, the systems that they use and that's like all they know. So you have to be patient with a lot of people and forgiving, even if it does upset you. Um, I honestly called a few of my doctors a-holes cause they, they were not giving me the results or the help that I was after. So one of the times I went in and I told the neurologist, I am an acupuncturist and I'm having seizures meditating. And the neurologist for a little while thought about it. And he's like, all right, well, you should get acupuncture and meditate more. Cause he had no answers. He had no, no solutions for me. And But that was really kind of what it took. Uh, At some point, I had a friend who helped pay for an acupuncturist that was local, that I was able to drive to, it was only like five, 10 minutes. So the seizure from a five, 10 minute drive was much more like a focal aware seizure than it was something worse on the way to, you know, like a 45 minute to an hour and a half drive to the other side of LA. I didn't have anybody that was helping me like buy groceries or do any of this other stuff. So I really had to figure this all out on my own. And I know how hard and frustrating it is. Like when you know all these people and you you hope that they're going to be able to be there for you. But you realize that everybody has their own problems and conditions and experiences they're going through. And ultimately, it's sadly up to you to decide what it is you want with your life and what you're going to do about it. And, you know, oftentimes we get stuck on the, how am I going to do this? Why is this happening to me? Uh, why am I being punished? Or You know, I mean, seriously, it was pretty upsetting losing my practice, my life, my friends, you know, my everything. I just, it, it was a very insane process. So if you're living with epilepsy, I know you understand this insane process of just trying to make it through the day. And if you found some balance with it and you're still trying to find a way to manage it because you don't really have anybody to talk to, that's what we're here. We're here to answer your questions, to get you solutions, to get you results that you're not finding in your life. So that's really what mentorship is about. That's what is why you talk to people that have experiences, not just knowledge. Um, knowledge is awesome, but experience is even better Uh, because then with experience, you can take this knowledge and it means a lot more. It has deeper understanding. Everything's got a deeper understanding. And the more you work at it, the better you can understand these things. So, All right. So we listen to a lot of Tony Robbins and a lot of stuff uh, to try to do personal development, business development. And I've been challenged with a lot of things, because I'm photosensitive. So a lot of these lights, a lot of reading and everything, it just messes with my brain. And um, if I'm not careful, I end up having a seizure. And then uh, like on Saturday, I was gone here and it took me a two hour nap uh, after having too much of much of a white my face. So I still live with epilepsy. I don't have drugs, I usually was smoking some pot for a while, but when I was in Mexico, there's no way to smoke pot. Uh, right now, I haven't smoked pot and since September, like 20th maybe. Uh, so I know that it's possible to do this stuff without uh, putting things into your body. But I mean, if you've got shortcuts, I understand that you wanna work at trying to be calm and sedated and it's really, it's okay to do what you need to i mean if the medications are working i highly recommend like staying on them figuring out what's going on with you there's no reason to like you know mess with your stuff unless you're just after a natural solution because you're tired of side effects or you're tired of whatever it is ruling your life you're tired of the pharmacy running out of your prescription and you're not able to get it so you're going through withdrawals and you know, got the ride, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of problems that come along with these drugs because they're black box drugs. They have harmful side effects. And, you know, your primary care doctor most likely will not prescribe any of them because they know how dangerous they are. They're going to be like, you need to go talk to a neurologist or even better, an epidemiologist. Like, I think that's the right way of saying it. Uh, They're epilepsy specialist doctors. So neurologists, neurologists study about the nerves and nervous system and everything in general there's a lot of neurological disorders but epilepsy is the third to fifth largest neurological disorder in the world depending upon where your locale is so what that means is you really should find somebody that's a specialist that specializes in these things because a neurologist only knows the little bit I mean knows a lot more about The big picture, but they don't have the details of epilepsy as much. I mean, there's over 40 different types of seizures that you can have, and honestly, uh, it takes a lot of you figuring out what it is that's going on with you, so that you can tell the doctors. They rely on you. So when I was going in trying to talk to them, the best results I got was when I had somebody with me, saying, "Hey, look, this is what I saw. This is what's going on," and they seemed to listen to that person a lot more than they did me struggling to try to communicate. So. highly recommend taking notes if you can bring somebody with you it really seems to help the doctors feel better uh, to talk to somebody that's not struggling as much so they don't feel blamed or whatever else is going on Um, so i one of my trips this is an interesting story when i went up to uh, washington i met this girl who was out of hollywood and she was a comedian down there and uh, she was currently up in Washington, living out of her car and she left Hollywood because she just was having problems. Uh, sound like she kinda had some epilepsy stuff going on and she just was a partier, just late nights, doing a lot of stuff and ended up kinda catching up with her. And she's talking to her doctor and the doctor is basically telling her, hey look, your brain is mad at you. It's basically saying, hey, F you wake up, F you, this is bull crap. We don't want to go through this anymore. So that's really like the process that your brain is just saying, hey, look, there's something wrong and we need you to address it. The problem is it doesn't have a two-way communication. It's not saying like, hey, look, I would really appreciate it if you would take the day off. Instead, it just says, bam, take the day off. And you know, even people without epilepsy, they get sick they have diseases, they have other problems that happen in their life, because they don't take the time that they need to recover. We do a lot of pushing through trying to build ourselves to goals that were either impossible or just difficult. You know, oftentimes we're being pressured by, you know, our peers, we're being pressured by ourselves. I mean, seriously, we're one of the worst people of ourselves. It's a We are the hardest on ourselves out of anybody in the world. So don't beat yourself up. You need to learn how to love yourself and accept the fact that epilepsy sucks, but there's something you can actually do about it. When you want to end epilepsy hell, you gotta do something about it. So that's what we're trying to help with is helping you find what you can do to make changes in your life. And I know it's hard to change, Um, This is a nice long beard I have here. This is not my first beard. When I was in college, I had uh, more just a chin piece, but it was still quite long. Uh, After I finished up college, I was going to jump on a cruise ship, but my passport got lost in the mail for six months. So I ended up with a job in West Hollywood instead. And I I had cut my beard off for the cruise ship. And for six months, I kept reaching for this beard so I could move it out of my face so I could eat. It was not there. It was six months it took me to stop this habit that I developed over years. That I didn't even have to think about. It took me six months to stop this. So I understand it can take time, especially when you're just working on stuff yourself. We get ingrained in this. Another you know, great exercise is put your hands together, you know, and your hands and thumbs, you notice which one's on top. So for me, it's my right thumb. This is very comfortable. So the next thing I want you to do so I want you to put your hands together. All right, and then do it the opposite side. So the left one is on top if your right one is or if your right one's on your left one's on top, put your right one on top and feel this. You know, this is not very comfortable. And every time you close your hands and you try to put them back together, you're going to want to go back to the way that you were doing this before. That's just what it is. We start looking for what's comfortable and familiar and change is uncomfortable. So you're going to have to get a little more comfortable with the uncomfortable process of change. So, you know, again, practice, get an idea. Like you can just totally see how awkward it is. And this is just putting your hands together. So putting your hands together and changing which way your thumb is, is hard and difficult. Then you are going to understand that this is a process where you have to actually put conscious effort into what you're doing. And sometimes it's a little hard because you're feeling insane in the brain and you don't know what to do. So we're going to help you build a plan. We're going to help you build a mission. We're going to help you find a purpose in your life so that you can reach the epilepsy well. You know, get out of epilepsy hell. Do something about it to make your life better. Um, so listening to some Tony Robbins today. You know, the best thing that he was saying. We have a four-step process and trying to gain uh, getting to your goals. So clarity and outcome is the first thing. You need to be clear on what you want because you don't really wanna focus on what you don't want. So if you focus on not wanting to have seizures, you're just gonna have more seizures because you're focused on the seizure part. But if you're focusing on the life that you can have, what you want to be able to do, then you have to start finding ways to get there. But the first thing you need to do is, what do you really want? Do you want somebody to come in and steal your power from you and be the one that's in control of you? Or do you want to be the one that's in control of you? So clarity is power. You have the power to decide what your future is. Nobody else can tell you, hey, look, your future is going to be this way because, and that's just their... Their opinion. That's their experiences. They don't have your experiences. They don't have your mindset. They don't have your ability to make up your mind for you. Same thing. They can't tell you how you think, how you feel. You know, you have to tell people, hey, this is what's on my mind. This is what I'm thinking. This is what's in my heart. This is what I feel. It's, you know, this is what in my gut. This is what it's telling me. You know, there's a connection between all these things. It's an intelligence on the different levels that we're not really aware of. Um, Before you're born, you know, you're born without your brain, your heart is the first thing that's beating. First intelligence of the body is the heart. So we know like from that, that you can, you know, be brain dead and still be alive. Uh, It happens all the time. People are in comas. They become, you know, the higher brain functions are reduced, diminished. You know, you have a lot of trauma, traumatic brain injuries, different things, strokes that are really hard, Um, man. There's a lot of things that can happen, but when you're a vegetable, you can still live. So you got to make sure your heart is healthy. And then, so to prevent you from being a vegetable, we want to work on making sure that you're working on your mindset, working on your physical body, because, you know, in order to change a lot of your mindset, movement really helps. We'll get into that later. Um, But listening to your body, paying attention is The most important thing that you can do to yourself is honor the fact that you are struggling and that this is a process that you will have to grow into. And this isn't an easy button. It's, you know, it is a way for you to be in control of your life. So you can be the hero that you need to be able to start doing more of what you want instead of less of what you want and more seizures, more problems, more outcomes that you're trying to avoid. So, Oftentimes um, you'll find that when you focus on a problem, that's all you see. So great, great example is, you know, if you go whitewater rafting and, you know, you realize there's these rocks you don't want to bounce into. You know, if you've got a guide, if he tells you, hey, watch out for these rocks and you're going down these whitewater rapids, you're gonna hit the rocks because that's what you're focused on. But if the guide tells you, hey, go left here. Everybody paddle left, paddle left, paddle left. That's what people see and they paddle left and they're able to avoid the rocks because they're not focused on the the problem. They're focused on where they're trying to go. So a good guide will get you direction away from the problems, away from the mindset of, you know, nothing can happen, this is all bad, we're gonna wreck, we're gonna flip, the alligator's gonna eat us, whatever you know, depending upon where you're at. I mean, Florida's got some alligators, uh, grew up there. Uh, There's not a lot of alligators in Colorado, so you're probably safe, but they still have whitewater rapids that you have to worry about what the pitfalls and traps are. So the best way to avoid these pitfalls and traps is to look for the solutions, look for the way out. Instead of getting stuck on what can go wrong, you got to decide what can go right. Um, So that's part of taking action. You need to decide You need to be able to face the fear and do it anyways. Fear is called false evidence appearing real. So, and also you could say, fuck everything and run because that's kind of what a lot of people do. They get scared. They run away from everything. They got no idea um, what to do about it. They panic, turns into anxiety, comes into depression, anger, all kinds of stuff. People think that they're really afraid of something, but they're really anxious about an outcome they don't want, which is why it's important to have clarity of your outcome so you can decide to take action and what the right action is to do. And then when you're doing things, again, we have to learn. So we make mistakes and we learn from them. You know, if you make more mistakes and you learn from them and you get better better and better and better and better at doing these things, you make less mistakes And, you know, you're still learning in the process and evolving and become the best version of yourself. So you need to notice what your results are when you're doing stuff. So if you're doing something and it causes you to have a seizure, then you need to stop doing that. It's really, really, I mean, it sounds simple, but people don't think about it. So there's food triggers, there's environment triggers, there's internal triggers. Like if there's something wrong in your brain, like if you have a deformity, a malformity, if you've got had a stroke, if you got a traumatic brain injury, if you had meningitis like me, there's these things like where your brain has a problem. And you got to be able to overcome what it is that's going on with it. So it's your responsibility to make sure you notice whether this is good or bad and to do something about it. And flexibility is power. So you want to make sure that you remain flexible and open to change, and do your best to bob and weave. But realize that sometimes we're going to fall down, and it's about getting back up with that clarity of purpose. knowing look, I want a life that is amazing. I do not want to let epilepsy rule my life. And hopefully, that's that's how you feel. You're like you want more. There is so much more that's available to you, and the process is just becoming aware of it, and then you can start doing something about it. But if you're not aware of what's going on, you're not aware of what makes you feel worse or feel better, then it's really hard to to find this future that you want. So it's really, really important to make sure you're monitoring your success, monitoring your struggles, because they're not failures. These are struggles. They're opportunities to learn, to grow, to become better and better at what you're doing. And if something doesn't work, then you gotta try something else. And if that doesn't work, you try something else. So how many babies, you know, like how long do we give a baby to learn how to walk? I mean, for the most part, I would say three minutes, right? No, I'm just kidding, right? I mean, so basically if you've got a baby or you know a baby, you've seen babies are given time years to be able to develop their ability to walk. They gotta crawl, then they start walking and they wobbly and they fall down. But never at any point does a parent say, that kid is just never going to walk. They're just, they're just give up, stop walking, stop it now. Like you're just never gonna walk. No, that's really, that doesn't happen. So this is the same thing. Like you have to give yourself the same love and respect for the process of building up and learning how to walk through epilepsy big in your life when it's an opportunity that sucks, but it's an opportunity to get yourself, know yourself a lot better, but you have to be able to say, hey, look, this works for me, this doesn't work for me. Do more of what works, do less of what doesn't. So one of the things I'm gonna highly recommend is that you journal the process. And I think one of the easiest ways you can do that is by downloading the EPSI app. Uh, you can get it at epsyhealth.com. You can download it on your phone, um, iPhone, uh, Google phone, Droid, whatever phone you have. You can add it on your phone and you're able to start going through and you can work on your documenting what your day is, journaling how you feel, journaling what's going on with you. And you've got a resource that you're either able to share with other people in case you're still having trouble yourselves, like evaluating what's going on. But you need to be able to measure what's going on in your life so you know like whether you're getting better or worse. And bad memory, poor memory, all this stuff comes into play when your brain's misfiring. It's hard to remember this stuff. Sometimes it's hard to remember why you had a seizure, but if you get somebody else to help you fill this out, if you m- mark what you remember, it really helps. If you're living alone, I highly recommend you get yourself um, a little camera. You can do these like Wi-Fi cameras. They have memory cards in some of them. And you know, you can record yourself. You can watch yourself. Uh, You can see what's giving yourself a seizure. So it really helps again to have different things that you can do to be able to mark and measure what your life is. So some people don't know because they go completely unconscious know and others don't go unconscious from this whole process so you really need to make sure that you're finding the best ways and using some tools to get yourself some better results and honestly if you're not able to pay attention if you're not documenting this stuff it takes a long time to figure it out i know because i was having seizures reading and writing i did my best but I gave up on trying to document stuff. I didn't really have anybody that was capable or willing to help me with this process. So I've had to do it on my own. And it's taken a few years to really kind of get the process down. So um, Let's see. Um, There's a lot that we can work on. Uh, Just wanna remind you that you are important. You are a necessary part of this world. And you just have to understand that, yes, epilepsy sucks, but there's more that you can do with your life. You can turn your life around and you can find a way to to do things that you love. Like I, myself, again, I've done some traveling. I love traveling. I drive when I can, you know, when you are focal aware only, you're, you're able to drive. I know there's still a lot of people out there that can't drive, can't ride the bus, Uh, ride the you know do the public transportation I remember trying when I first was you know dealing with my epilepsy and and it was horrible trying to drive I even tried doing uh, the public transportation in LA uh, to try to get to some of the doctors and other people that were willing to help me that was too far but it just it was just too hard being around all these people it was too hard uh, trying to deal with this whole process Uh, I wore a lot of earplugs and other stuff so when um I first got sick, I was in a house by myself, uh, renting a room out of a house. There's a lot of other people there. This guy uh, would come into my room and stick these pictures in my face and I would basically have a seizure from it and he was laughing at me. So I mean, you gotta be careful about who's around and what people's tent and tents are and stuff. But I told this guy, he was an a-hole and I kicked him out and I quit talking to him, quit dealing with him. Because that's, you don't need people that are going to be laughing at you and making you feel worse all the time on purpose. So I ended up moving in with my dad. That was a horrible decision too, but I didn't really have the way to pay my rent anymore. So I was basically living off of food stamps, You know, $200 in food stamps and $97 in government aid plus uh, disabled veterans. So I think I had another $100 and $15 coming in. So my, my income was only $400 a month to try to survive. You know, my father was not concerned about the food I was eating. I was responsible for a lot of stuff. I made rice all the time. That was one of my foods I ate all the time uh, because I was poor. I didn't know what else to do. And, uh, you know, it sucks. So it's a lot easier these days to figure out what's going on. There's a lot of ways that you can actually get food delivered to you. And we're gonna cover this later on during the week, the stuff that you can do. So the first couple of days, we're just gonna cover mindset. We're gonna talk about you, what you're thinking about and how to change your mind, because it's important to change your mind about I'm not good enough, because you are. You are good enough. I know that you can do this. There's nothing special about me, except I'm, I just determined. You know, you can be just as determined. You just got to make up your mind and say, this is what I want. And then you got to understand what kind of future you want. So imagine yourself a year from now. What kind of life would you like to have? You know, what is the future that you want? What is it that you would like to do when epilepsy calms down? And instead of punching you, from behind and taking you out it just says hey look slow down a little bit you gotta gotta slow down so it's a lot easier when epilepsy is your friend giving you a gentle reminder that the life is hard the world sucks and people suck too and it's your job to take care of yourself like you matter if you're lucky enough to have people in your life to care and help out you still you need to make sure that you're the one being responsible for yourself as best as you can A lot of these people, they just they don't have the experience. You don't have the mental experience, emotional experience, the physical experience to deal with people having problems and been lashed out. I personally been lashed out a lot by a lot of the people in my life because they don't like the change in me. They didn't like seeing me go to becoming basically uh, being pretty retarded, having trouble talking. My speech was incredibly slurred. I really, I was freezing all the time. I just, it was miserable and I was trying to get help and I just ended up lashing out a lot. So, and it's understandable. It's part of the process. It's part of dealing with pain and saying, why am I not good enough? Why is there no easy button? Why is there no off switch in my life? Because really, that's what we all want, is we want to have some control over our life. And when we, try to have other people solve our problems for us. We're giving that control to somebody else and we're letting them live our lives for us, which is why it's so important to be the one that says, this is the future I want. This is the outcome I want. This is the results I want. And I'm willing to do what it takes. So I need you to repeat that. I am willing to do what it takes to find my epilepsy well. Make sure you say this to yourself. I am worth finding answers that other people don't have yet. And that's what our goal is, is to help put together solutions for our whole community so that you can succeed and they can succeed and I can succeed and we can all succeed together as a family, as a tribe, you know, because that's what's important is being able to come together with people that wanna build you up, people that wanna see you succeed. And that is ideally what we want out of our friends and our family, but oftentimes they, like I said, they just aren't prepared to be able to help the way that we want. So we talk about there being basically two kinds of people in your life well two kinds you want there's really three uh the third kind these are the people you don't want in your life are the toxic people these are the ones that are going to be criticizing you for everything gaslighting you for everything putting you down for everything making your suffering about them making your challenges about themselves and just beating you up because it's hard It's hard for them to watch you struggle and they're gonna punish you for not being what they expect. So these people are really difficult to deal with. Uh, I call them mom and dad, and some of them have been frenemies. I discovered we're frenemies. So I have a bunch of people that were frenemies and uh, I got rid of a lot of them. So Uh, that kind of helped my sanity, but it still leaves you feeling really lonely, which is why it's important to have a community you know, or at least some family support that doesn't mess things up. So back to the hands, we got our family and friends. These are people that you can basically say, Hey, look, you know, I'm having, I'm, I'm having a hard time or I'm struggling, but I'm working on it. But you don't want to give them a whole lot of details because they're just going to kind of freak out and lash out and don't really understand. They love you and they mean well, and they're going to try to tell you, what it is you have to do for yourself, but that's based off of what they want and not based off of what you want. So you got to make sure you, you know, you're dealing with what you want. So the other hand, this is your support tribe. This is called a power tribe. These are the people that are excited for you doing new things, learning about yourself. They're going to support you through the process of trying to be the best that you can be. So, You want to find your tribe. You wanna make sure these are the people you're sharing your struggles with so that they can help you find solutions that you're sharing your wins with so they can cheer you on and say, yes, you are awesome because you are awesome. And you can find a way to live with epilepsy even when the drugs don't work and your medical providers don't have the answer. And the solution is really easy. You do more than the doctor tells you, and you take care of yourself like you matter. And oftentimes, that just means you got to get comfortable with learning new things. And so I'm here to help you find shortcuts through the process to ease your pain and shorten the learning curve to a better life of something that you can be happy with, you could be proud of, so that You can enjoy a nice relationship with somebody. You can find a way to do some work. You can find a way to do some play. Go do things that you love instead of just being miserable and alone in your room all day. Just wondering, all right, why am I not good enough? Why am I being punished? Because it can definitely feel like a punishment going through this whole process. But you're not being punished. You know, people, bad things happen to good people all the time. And really what it comes down to is just, how are you going to be the best version of yourself? And what is it that you want? Because uh, clarity will give you power. And so a definition of power, recently I heard this one right here, I'm gonna share. And this is uh, according to the Oxford languages, power is the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty, quality like the power of speech can influence people whether it's yourself this is why you want to say good things about yourself you don't want to say that you're ugly you don't want to say that you're fat you don't want to say that you know you're horrible that you're worthless you don't want to say these things to yourself because there's power in it and you're beating yourself up and you should definitely not be beating yourself up you need to be using your speech the power to build yourself up, to build that future that you want because you are powerful. If you don't even, if you don't know it, each of your cells generate 0.7 volts. So basically you have 7.3 trillion volts running through your body. I mean, that's how powerful you are. And I mean, you start feeling a lot of that power running through you when you have a seizure. It's it's pretty intense. So a lot of people have no idea how powerful they are. They have no idea what they can do. And hopefully, you're beginning to understand that you can do something to take control of your epilepsy. You can do more and you can be more and you can have more fun. You can have more of a life. You can have, uh, live the dream that is much more accessible than when you're, again, giving your power away, when you're beating yourself up, when you're expecting other people to save you from you. So, once you can accept the fact that yes epilepsy sucks now i want to do something about it you will but if you're going to be stuck on the whole fact that epilepsy sucks and nobody loves me and i'm never going to get to where i want to be and that's that's where you're going to be sitting until you can make up your mind do you change your decision do you get clarity on a life that you want instead so hopefully You can find this in yourself. This is going to be my assignment for you. I need you to go ahead. I said, go to epsihealth.com. Get the Epsi app downloaded on your phone. We're going to go over that a little bit later um, this week. And tomorrow, I got a special guest we're going to bring on uh, to kind of help with mindset stuff. I really appreciate this gentleman's journey, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. So. All right, so your homework, make sure you download the app, put it on your phone, sign up. If you want, you can look at it, get familiar with it, but at least download it, put it on your phone so that when we're talking about it over this week, you'll be able to come along, you'll be able to do the parts. It's just really simple. We're not gonna make this too complex. Uh, It looks like we're you know, probably about 40, 45 minutes right now. So it's all right. There's a lot to cover this week. I don't know how to get all my brain downloaded into your brain. Uh, There's a lot more information to give you in the process of seven days, but this is where we got to start. We got to start at the beginning. We got to start somewhere. And that starts with you. Starts with you deciding again, what is it that you want? Not what don't you want? Because anybody can tell you, I don't want to have epilepsy. Yeah, that's yeah, no shit. <laughs> no offense, but I mean, yeah, I don't want epilepsy either. Epilepsy sucks. It just it sucks. It's, there's no like it's is awesome. Whoa! Can't wait to have another seizure. Never heard anybody do that one, but I do know people that realize that in order to have fun, they half they do certain things and they're going to end up having a seizure because of it i know that i can accomplish things and then i reach a point where if i push past this point i can still do more but i will pay for it later which is why it's important to start paying attention to how you feel how you think what you're doing what you're telling yourself what you're telling other people about your experiences and your life so find more people join you know, this tribe, leave your comments, send us some questions, be more than happy to help you figure out the process along the way. Uh, let me see, empathy, but not much prepared. I'm trying to make sure I covered all of uh, my notes for the day. I got a little whiteboard over there. So talking about empathy, but not emotionally prepared. So I mentioned this a little bit before, it's hard on some people. That they feel bad for you, but they they don't have, you know, the emotional experience, the threshold of stress, the threshold of emotions. Uh, they're limited by their own belief systems uh, about their own desires, and yeah, it it's scary having a seizure. It's scary watching other people have a seizure. It sucks not being able to you know, take other people's pain and suffering away for them, but you really, that's just how the world works. We have to be responsible for ourselves. It is entirely up to you to be responsible for yourself and you can do this. I can do it. And there again, there's nothing special about me other than I'm just a guy that wants to have a better life. And I want more than saying, I want to be more than just a disabled person, like waiting to die seriously there's so much more to life and you've got to have clarity on what you want and this is why i'm founding the drug-free epilepsy foundation for you and me and the rest of our community to be able to have options on what to do when the drugs don't work and your doctors don't know what to do and for the most part they need to under better understand self-care and how they used to doctors used to have a very good understanding it used to be part of requirement they kind of cut out about where pharmaceuticals cut in and so they know a lot about you know the drugs and a little bit about anatomy and physiology they know about their specialty and they tend to forget about the other stuff so also uh, after our special guest tomorrow i would like to talk a little bit more about the brain so you kind of need to understand a lot more about your brain and what's going on with it in order to get out of this process. Uh, that way you can better educate yourself and the people around you and what can actually be done about it. Because if you don't know what's going on with your body, if you don't know what the problem is, it's really hard to address. So um, looking forward to better serving you through this process. Again, thank you for taking the time to improve the quality of your life. And we're gonna continue this tomorrow. So real quick, your homework assignment, go to epsihealth.com, download the app onto your phone. You can do a search from your store inside uh, the Android phone or inside Apple store, it's Epsi. And we're gonna start going over that. And write down, again, like I said, where do you want to be in a year? What future is it that you want? and we're going to talk to you tomorrow. So, see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the podcast and joining us and we're going to continue to set this up as we go into season 2. We're going to provide more content because life has been working on me, not really for me as much, but right now life is definitely taking its turn and We are actually working on founding the Drug-Free Epilepsy Foundation. The DBA has been filed. There's actually going to be the ad running in the paper to ensure that this is all complete and real. And we are going to continue to provide you with solutions on what you can do to take back your control from epilepsy hell and be the best version of yourself. So let us know what you need. We'll provide as much content as we can and have yourself the best day you possibly can. Enjoy your now, take take a deep breath and carry on with whatever brings you happiness.